Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Peace, peace, peace. peace Welcome. Peace. Welcome to 19 Keys Podcast, because you are on my podcast, as I called you. You sound, you sound pretty low. Uh, I'm not sure why. I'm pretty sure my voice is pretty hot. What about now? Yeah. Still right, cool. Pretty low. Maybe so, I'm going to uh, try putting these headphones in and see if that works. Okay, go ahead, my good brother. You can do what you gotta do. See now, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh yeah, that's perfect. That's better. All right. So, what would you like to talk about? Well, first of all, introduce yourself. All right. So, um, my name is Bashir, Bash, aka Bashir Music, uh, on all social media platforms. Um, I wanted to talk about today the importance of understanding yourself, like understanding who you are within your own um, dynamic of like your own universe and how you can, when you understand yourself, how can you use that to basically garnish what you want in this dimension, in this realm, in a sense. Well, I think, you know, self-understanding understanding if you want to go you want to use that word because language is important for us to direct the energy to getting the right answer yeah, most it's, so it, it's, it's an understanding that you want you know because it's coming from within and it's an observation of self and you know I've currently been um, thinking about this notion of and something that I've currently been using as a tool is to observe myself so even when like you know um when you're thinking the thought that you're thinking is not the same one that's observing the thought there, right. there's a two distinguishing things but you as the observer get to always be an observer in your life 
you right. know, it's like consciously I'm speaking words, but I'm also observing the words that I'm speaking as they're going and they're flowing. And so that's the same thing you want to do when you have feelings, emotions, thoughts, whatever. You become a super observer of self, not judging whatever it is. You just saying, hmm, you just got angry in that moment. Hmm, or you found that humorous. Hmm, like you yeah. observing yourself. Yeah, yeah. It gives you so much more control over that feeling that you have or that thought that you have because it calms your system instead of you being controlled by those thoughts you observe them first and then you make a decision of hey, is this the move we want is this the, like and then you be like okay why are we feeling this way so you're observing your your um your vibratory state because everything is just a vibration everything is and and see the thing is with that right even in, in itself I believe that once you start understanding that our minds are separate from our bodies, our minds have a, a, a different place that they are actually attached to, separate from this dimension. Some call it the fifth dimension, some call it the um, parallel universe, whatever you want to call it. But whenever you close your minds and you visualize something, and you think of something, when you see yourself, you are seeing yourself within another space. You feel me? That's void. That's void of time. That's void because you can transcend time within that space and see your future and see your past and see your present all at once. But just by thinking about it. And from my understanding is now that I have, the more you come into like fruition and, and understanding who you are through going into that space and like you said observing yourself you become like very aware of just your surroundings also because inner inner digestion inner inner self mental cognitive senses when you think of yourself when you start to develop who you are in your mind you start to realize that your mind is not separate from the outside world. You actually become more connected with the outside world. You start to have more empathy, more um, humbleness about you, more just because you start to see like the actual essence of where your energy and your power comes from. And I just think it's, 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 it's very important for not only such a, not only for myself, but also, also other people to be aware of um, like you said, the words that they use. What are you telling yourself? What do you say to other people? How do you? Because you can really people. I, I you know that you know that famous quote. Uh, uh, Sticky stones may 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 break my bones. Words can never hurt. Like you had, if you don't truly believe that, then words can definitely hurt you. You feel me? Because a lot of people grow up already making agreements with words that they don't even realize that they that they that they that they um, make packs with. Like, say for example, right? This is a story about uh, I don't know if you you. I'm pretty sure you read the Four Agreements. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm listening. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure you read that. And um, it was one of the stories in the book where the author was explaining 
he said it was one day a woman who she came home from work she was tired she had a bad day at work and um but her little daughter was was uh and she was you know in her own world playful you know how children are playful in their own world you know just but she said that but, but he said that the mother had a headache and, and things of that nature from work and she was just getting more and more irritated throughout the day and, and um, as the little girl was playing, she was loud and, and obnoxious, and the mother just screamed out, like, like, shut up, stop singing, you can't sing, you will never be a singer. And so the little girl made it like, that. the little girl took it very, she took that deep within her, stop singing. Yeah. And, she like, and at that moment, she made a pact with her mom's words to never sing again. And not only that, she had a now a mental handicap because now she felt like she couldn't even be around people and, and talking and be out and, and be uh, spontaneous anymore because her mom didn't know the powers that her word had over her uh, young mind at the time. Right. And I think that a lot of people, when they deal with depression, when they deal with a lot of things in their minds, it's, it usually comes from other people's words and what they say to them and, and the agreements and the packs that we that we make with other people's words. Facts. And, 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 and that's, that's the reason I, you know, there's a lot of inner work that we have to do. And especially you brought up childhood because that's very important that we all have to go back and we have to spend reflective meditative time observing our childhoods and like the things that affected us infected us uh we inherited through environment we inherited through observation you know um and those things that become our programs and our habits and a lot of people are you know just living out their childhood and on constant repeat that's the only song that their life is on and you know, I've been doing that inner reflection lately. It's like thinking about all of the influences that got me thinking a certain way. Why do I think about this a certain way? Why do I think about that a certain way? Like there's certain changes like that you can make. So there's certain parts of yourself that you can't change, right? It's like mm-hmm. you can't change your eye color. I can't change. Yeah, that's that's because that's like, law. Yeah, my my voice or whatever it may be. Um, but there's parts, parts, everything else is changeable. You you can be totally reprogrammed, but you have to you have to be able to go inside and do that inner work to be able to reprogram self and change your paradigm. Yeah. Because your paradigm is your collection of habits. It's your collection of influences and thoughts that you run your programs on. Because when you view something, you look at it from a certain lens of bias based on your faith, based on your belief, based on your upbringing, based on how you grew up. So it, all of those, if you were born with different parents in a different country, you would be a different person because different circumstances, different situations would dictate you have a different outcome based on your programming. And so when we think about that, we get to ask ourselves, we can be the new country and the new family for our minds by going and doing that inner reflection and changing yeah, those parts definitely. of ourselves that are not the best. That meditation is, is 100% key. Yeah, I mean, just, just, just like, I, and people don't even have to go do this super deep. No, they don't got meditation. It, it don't, it just, don't I, just spend time with yourself deep, and observe. Deep. Spend time with yourself and observe your thoughts. Observe it from like you're just spectating your own thoughts as much as you can. 
You know what I mean? And so once you do that, you get to find out how like, yo, like you get to just look at self and see your program running. Like, wow, mm-hmm. this is my programming thoughts. Wow, I have all these doubting thoughts. Wow, yeah. I have these insecure thoughts. And then you get to find the root of that. So, oh, maybe this is because of, you know, my childhood when this happened, or this is because of the relationship my parents that they had, or maybe this is because of the school or the teacher that told me this. And once you get to spend time doing that, you get to go snatch out those roots and you get to plant new seeds. And those new seeds have new growth. Those new roots become your new programming. So it's updating your mind and change your programming consistently. Yeah. Meditation practice isn't about trying to throw ourselves away. It's about becoming better. Factors. So you my brother, man. So uh, you know more. Yeah, you know I mean, because uh, I'm glad I got you on the line because I've been talking. I did a, so I did a podcast with mom. She didn't know I was just uh, recording. <laughs> I got I got to ask her if I could release it because uh, you got to ask mom. <laughs> yeah, and then I did one with Steve. So you know, you know, Steve like my oldest. This is good. This is like friend. this. This is like the family. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah well, I I just want to take this first part of the year to do a lot of you know inner reflection. And so that the second part of the year is reflective upon that understanding and growth. Man, I've been doing so much inner reflecting, man. I, like since the year began, like I've made it a point to, like you said, don't don't pay attention to no escapism. You feel me? Like I cut out all the Netflix, the the YouTube I watch, the all of that. What I put on, I'm, I'm reading books. I'm putting on uh, as I sleep. Uh, my 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 432 hertz music, big bruh. I'm putting on um, books. Elijah Muhammad, wise sleep. Like I'm really trying to, like, like now is the time for me. This year is the is is my time for me to really change the way I think. Mm-hmm. 100%. And to only focus on the tasks that I need to complete how I need to complete things, what type of regiments I need to be on. Because it's like, you inspired me a lot. You feel me? Like mm. seeing seeing the, seeing the direction that you took last year and how you just, you skated off because you was doing what you had to do and then you seen the value in being sporadic. You know what I'm saying? Like you seen, like what I see now, what I didn't see back in the day, how you wanted to record videos, how you wanted to like, I didn't. I, I couldn't see your vision at the time. You know what I'm saying? Because of the lack of vision I had within myself, and that's why I said understanding who you are allows you to understand other human beings. Because once you really start tapping into who you are, you start seeing the reasons why people that's in position or people that have you know large followers or whatever you want to call it, the reason why they minds work a certain way is because they've done that reflection. You feel me? And they understand their minds to the level to where nothing outside of their minds can deter them off their path. Facts. And, 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 and you know, that, that just goes to keys of discipline. You know, it's, it's a constant, constant struggle for it's discipline. A constant. So you have to develop it so that you don't drift away from whatever your purpose is. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what I was talking with Steve about earlier is that you know having these developing keys of discipline keep you on that stirring path and knowing what your purpose is so in my keys academy i encourage everybody to write down 
you know, um, a purpose key over their life, you know, a key that they can use to keep them in the right direction and keep them disciplined on what they need to do. So basically, you, you write this purpose key as if you think about it as if you're writing it for a famous person, for a historical person. So let's say if you was writing a purpose key for Michael Jordan, then it would look like, yo, my purpose is to become the greatest legendary basketball player of all time or something like that so if that's and, and it's not to become like the thing that like your guide like your all tool like your goal but it's just like something that keeps you like oh if it's not a part of this purpose then why am i doing it yeah so it's like yeah you, you get useless. to ask yourself I'm spending time, wasting time and, and there's sometimes something that i want you to do as well and everybody who's listening is to write down a purpose key over your life yeah, you know I mean, and write it down as if you're doing it for um, someone that you admire in history. But you know what's interesting? We have built-in functions within our brains that tell us when we disrespecting ourselves. And what I mean by disrespecting ourselves, I mean by wasting time. Like, we have innate functions that tell us when we stress, when we feel depressed, that we not... Like that we not following our purpose Like those are your innate functions That tell you that what you're doing right now Is against who you are You feel me And one of the biggest sins that you could commit Is being against yourself You feel me And so yeah. it's like Your mind automatically tells you That when you're doing certain things That's not helping you That it's, it's against your nature Because to harm yourself is a sin. It's one of the laws of the universe. That's why they say, um, that's why, and I know this is a touchy subject, but it's, 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 it is within the Bible, they said if you commit um, suicide, that that's a sin. The reason why is because you cause a harm to yourself. And so when you spend time, waste, when you spend time wasting time, it does nothing but harm you. It takes away from you. It doesn't add to you. It doesn't add value. So when you don't add value to yourself, you also not adding value to the universe. And I wonder, is it because you're truly hurting yourself or you're hurting everybody else with you? Well, it's, it's both. It's both. Because, because I think of it like, you got to think of it like this. Before y'all, because I know how hurt y'all going to be. Exactly. Yeah, you know I mean, like y'all gonna be devastated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, I don't want y'all to be just like, up. like how like, could y'all? You know I mean? I'm like, dang, real straight dog. <laughs> you will never get over that. You'll be making I'll, album. I would be hella gangsta about it. <laughs> never, never you wouldn't. Uh, I'm gonna be like, you know what? He wouldn't want me to cry, bro. <laughs> nah, y'all gonna be over there tearing up, making hella songs. Hell nah. Hella songs. Oh, you ain't gonna lie, it'd be a fire ass album. You know what I mean? It'd be a fire ass album, but I ain't dying for you. It's gonna definitely be called the 19 Kings. <laughs> I'm not dying for your album, so you better you better think about me being dead already. I tell people like no, this, man. treat me I like swear, I'm dead. Treat me like treat I'm, me like I'm dead. Please, please. So, so so that you can treat me better while I'm alive. Please, cause I, I need everybody to treat me better right now. But matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm not. I don't need you to treat me better. You are you treat me better. 
You know, so, so um, here, here's this thing. Um, also, man, you know, doing this work, people think like you come from a place of perfection or some shit. Like you just poofed out of some imaginary perfection. And it's like, oh, man, I make a lot of mistakes in life. And I'm just on a path of always correcting those mistakes, learning from them and teaching what I learned from them. And so it's like I get to this point where I get to be like, it's weird because I'll be happy I made a mistake because it's like, yo, now I get a chance to correct myself and become a better person. Yeah, I mean, like a new mistake sometimes, like learning a new mistake is like, yo, damn, that was a tough lesson, but I get to become better because I'm never going to make that same mistake twice. Yeah, I mean, so um, it, I, I kind of want you to expound upon, you know, my early days being in the streets, you feel me, and the difference between where I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you say it like that. Like, let's all right. Check this out, people. We brothers, right? And a lot of y'all don't know that. Just listen to this podcast. Like, we we not just brothers. We actually blood brothers. Like, we you know we grew up together. And this is you know same mother, same father. This is family. This is you know we family. And um, yeah. When we was growing up, I was just making a, um, a video on this the other day that I have yet to release. But when we was growing up, we grew up in, let's say, like the Islamic gangster with an Islamic gangster uh, mentality, right? Like mm -hmm. we was born with the with the knowledge itself, but we also was born around a time. Well, we also came up around a time where we went through a lot of struggle on our end the boys you know what i'm saying so there were things that jabril had to do growing up and my older brothers had to do growing up that that really was it was against their nature but it helped mold them into who they are who he is to this day because i remember growing up man one time i was walking down the street we was on shot we was on shot neighborhood and, um, real hella funny. He like, uh, he like, Bashir, come here, bro. So I, I walk up to him. He had me this bag of Doritos. I'm like, damn, give me a bag of Doritos. <laughs> Cause I was hungry as hell. And then I look in the bag. I see some, I see uh paraphernalia in there. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you like, talking about drugs, y'all. Drugs. He like, <laughs> he like. <laughs> Like, nah, bro, it just look better if you hold it. You know what I'm saying? While we walk down the street. I'm like, alright, so you won't beat it. <laughs> but I knew the reason why. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, alright, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the gangster. So I throw it in my pocket, like, alright, it's all smooth. And, you know, we walking around the neighborhood and stuff. So so he smooth. And then he meet back up with his partner. He's like, alright, let me get that back back. I'm like, alright, well. But yeah, that was just one of the, the different occasions because, you know, we had to survive. And when you gotta survive, you have to do what you gotta do to make sure that you eat, that you got, that your family's straight. And I understood that, you know what I'm saying? And that was one of the things about even myself growing up was I understood where my brothers was coming from when they had to do certain things, you feel me? And I even remember when uh, I was up in, uh, Roosevelt, you said Roosevelt? 
Yeah. We got kicked out of school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dang, bro, what you want? <laughs> but bro got kicked out of school. They said he was what gang fighting or something. Yeah, man. He tried to say it was it was gang affiliated, you know what I mean? But I beat blood ass by myself. You know what I mean? And um uh but the 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 super the the principal he seen that movie lean on me way too many times <laughs> and he wanted to change the school like he even had us singing the songs and like he was kicking out people left and right so i got into a fight and it was actually the only time i ever been suspended in my high school career and it was right before um uh graduation time because i was a senior at the time and the guy wanted to fight in front of the goddamn lockers and that was right next to the principal's office. So, you know, we threw them hands, he lost, he didn't get no punches off on me. Cause I, you know, mm -hmm. I had and still have hands, you know, Bashir can attest that, you know, I've been in hundreds of fights, you know, and- Me um, too. And when, when, you know, I love the, he was a light-skinned individual. And so you was able to see, you know what I mean? every single punch landed it was like if you watch the dragon ball z episode and then you can see goku beat somebody up you gonna talk about Vegeta? they tried to say vegeta hopped in in gohan no it was just me so when um uh uh i remember mom showed up yeah you know i mean and they had me in the office and it was like man he couldn't have done all this by himself and i mean i started cracking up laughing because i was like dude y'all giving me a compliment uh <laughs> And mom knew that I ain't jumped nobody. She know that ain't my staff. Man, so we had to go to alternative school. Alternative school was crazy. You know what I mean? Because alternative school, every it was all the bad kids in St. Louis, all in one school, in the projects. So we had somebody else's hood that we had to walk through every day. So every every day, it was like being in a prison mess hall, man. There's fights, every classroom, every lunch period. It was just going down because you got rival gangs who got blood feuds like you killed their brother you killed their partner they wouldn't let none of that go so it went down and you got metal detectors when you walk in so nobody bringing guns so fights was the best way to get beef across um and i remember and i ain't about to go into the full story but i just remember uh you know how i got back in school you know i had to create a deal with the one somebody who was on the school board sold them some paraphernalia at the time, look, I was I was into it, people. You know what I mean, I was in the streets. They took me down to the school board, filed some paperwork. Um, that, along with some of the stuff my mom was doing, got me back in school. Graduated on time. Didn't even have to pay. Senior dude did all my senior trips, and I was out of there. And you know, school was like one of those places to where my teachers would pass me because they liked my character and they liked who I was, and they seen potential in me, and they didn't want to see me fail. And as long as I was like cool with them, I could do that. But I didn't like school anyway because I didn't like the way that the teachers taught because they only wanted me to learn one specific way. And I was like, that's not the way I learn. And so it gave me like the stain against the education system and the way that they tried to make me docile. Now I did go to college after that, end up having to drop out because I caught another case where my brother and my father extradited, you know what I mean? But that's that's a whole nother story. But uh, um, yeah, growing man, Man, I, I I only wanted to bring that up because, you know, uh, I survived a lot of things. You know, we stayed in shelters. There have been the shootouts and shot at people. that sold drugs. Then uh, had court cases. Licks. Then stayed in trap houses. I didn't see 
stay the trap houses with the whole family members doing crack, you know, and having to still to survive, you know, uh, being in the, the news for the cases that we had, had the media against us. Like, it's been a lot. It's been, a, it's been being a part of a black Muslim mafia growing up and younger. It's been a lot that's been going on. And, you know, I, I just as a business person, you know, I remember the first time that I got in, I, I worked at a, uh, a bakery and I worked at the outlet. It was a bakery outlet downtown Oakland and I had to work there by myself. It was like sink or swim mentality, learn and adapt. And I ended up doing pretty well because I had to do the register, I had to make the food, I had to do the whole combo. Same thing when I was doing security younger for my older brother and my cousin Diamond. We, me and my younger brother Yusuf, well, you know Yusuf, of course. <laughs> but uh, we, we, we was working at the bakery and not the bakery, but we was working at security at this school in um, Oakland. You know what I mean? And North Oakland, like Martin Luther King School. I forget what it's called. Anyway, I remember that the local pimps used to come over there and try to get the young girls to prostitute. And our job was to keep the damn pimps away. And you talking about young pimps, 17, 18, 19. And all they wanted to do was come over there and turn out the young girls. And I remember it like having that mentality as a youngster. And having this duality of like, man, always being in right and wrong, always seeing hypo hypocritical action and always taking righteous action. Like, and it was such an interesting reality because I, it programmed me to most, both be conscious and negative at the same time in, this, in a sort of way. And a theme of this is like, when you have the Honorable Miss Louis Farcon said, is that when you have intelligence without character, it makes human beings devils. And I think about this, and this is something that I want other people to think about, is do you have more character than intelligence right now? And is your character led by righteous action and the morality clause that makes you do the right things? And when you make mistakes, do you fix your character? You know what I mean? And then back that up with intelligence, which is the ability be, to solve problems in the future so that those don't come up anymore. I'll be feeling like, well, I understand now that we grew up in we grew up within a righteous family, but within uh, a devilish um, environment. So yeah, we had the right message, but the the the, the messengers were all flawed. Yeah, see, well, it, it was just like you know, we grew up in St. Louis. You feel me, Oakland, St. Louis, especially especially around that time growing up was like literally, and it still is. It's literally like like the one of the most kind of like like corrupt cities in america like you go mm -hmm. like like we we man we used to go to to middle school parties high school parties back in the day and there will always be a shootout at the at, at one yeah. like you guaranteed no knew for a fact that it was gonna be a shootout at the party and that mother was gonna get shut down early like we used to like think like damn i hope this party don't get shut down early i hope somebody don't get shot at this motherfucker like that was the mind state growing up in st louis whenever we went somewhere you like shit you gotta wonder if like if your homies got a strap so this so just in case some do pop off even at even when we went to football games i'm talking about some, i'm right in the middle of a football game we getting out niggas just start shooting at the homies I'm like, damn. Well, they wasn't like my homie homies. They was like people I knew at school. But I seen like the like some dudes pull out the pull out the pistol, start shooting. Out. I'm like, damn. Right at the football game. Yeah. I mean, like it was like like stuff like that. Football games, basketball games, like everywhere you went, 
it was violence. Like all you seen was just violence. Either it was, it was gonna be fights, it was gonna be that type of violence, it was gonna be some uh, drug dealing going on. It was, I mean, it was just, it was just so much in our environments that was 100% against our nations that we always had to combat. And I, and like you even said, growing, like going to high school, man, and, and like what the teachers was trying to teach us and what I knew what was the actual truth, I always went against the teachers. And I always try to tell people in my class, like, y'all go understand like this black power that I, you know, this black unity that I speak of, this is gonna be big one day. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all thinking with y'all mind now, y'all thinking ignorantly now, but y'all go, I'm telling you, one day you gonna see the way I think. Yeah, and, and that's another thing is that, you know, it, we always thought like this. Like, it never been like, um, like, and, and, and I think that's why, like, it's, it's crazy. Man, a homeboy's going, Growing oh, up as a nation, we always had these thought processes, but we never like being woke and being conscious is just being a normal thing. Yeah, exactly. Never been, like, Our homeboys growing up thing. can attest, bro. Our homeboys growing up can attest to be like uh, Bashir or Jabril, all of them. But they were always on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they, you know, to them, they'd be like, man, y'all always on that uh, on that Islamic shit. <laughs> yeah, Muslim. No, no, be no, 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 because real, growing up, we it, it, it was even harder because you Way know, you were discriminated against for being Muslim, exactly. You know what I mean, and like, black man rap. already. What was it called? Be a rap, like, things <laughs> <laughs> used to call me a rap, but I'd be like, bro, what y'all talking about? But it was, it was so much ignorance being perpetuated. Hell I feel yeah. sorry for them because yeah. they just didn't know. I'm like, you know I mean? I'm like, I was, I used to, I used to think like y'all laughing at me, but y'all the ones that don't understand that. So it's like, I'm, you not making fun of me, you making fun of yourself. Yeah, and, and people be asking me now like, yo, how did you get this way? You read all these books like, yo, bruh. I've been saying the same thing for a long time. Ever. I'm just now listening because I have, you know, have a platform or whatever to, to say something. But it's been the same message. But because, at first you were too ignorant to even like that's a testament that people can't even hear. But, see, but you know what? You know that you know that quote, bro? A nation can only rise as high as this woman. That shit is very true. You wanna know? Most men, I swear, I swear, most men to this day, the reason why a lot of them are interested in being quote unquote woke and stuff is because women elevate past them now. You know what I'm saying? Like women, women are kind of like at the forefront of wanting to be with a more intellectual, intellectually stimulated, more um, for her people type of man. You feel me? Oh, facts. So, so what I'm seeing now is like men hopping hopping on board because they see the women don't they don't want to deal with the nigga no more you know what i'm saying they don't want to deal with the nigga mind no more so elijah muhammad he was right when he said that the nation can rise as high only as high as this woman because once the woman elevate it forces the man to as well but see and that was one of the things that i, I did i talked about with women because i said that even now to this day if you are a righteous man and you try to speak to a woman righteously and and, and be cordial she a kind of thing like this like some like in her mind because of how she's been programmed she would think that you trying to get over or something like that you know what i'm saying 
but that's just your nature and if your nature is to be a man and all you know how to do is treat a woman the correct way and but a lot of women not used to men treating them the correct way and so they would think like because a man is being himself that he's obviously running some type of game and that's the and that's the type of energy we've been dealing with for a long time even when it came to trying to teach people about uh wisdom or knowledge people always thought that you was running game because they never had the knowledge to see or had the understanding to, to to even know what knowledge was so they thought it was like you trying to run game man and well that's the thing they only knew game they never knew they only knew game and information they never knew real knowledge exactly because they paradigm they still believed in the white jesus yeah like, you have to think about that like that's a very that's fucked up place to be very. at where like you 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 believe that the white man is god like damn that's like that's great and you still got a lot of them that do and and, and trying to teach people like yo you know he's not god and they looking at you like yo you crazy like that's that's a hell of a that's mentality a, that's to fight a, a super mentality to fight from just thinking about that like i, like, I, I had to fight you honest, to, that like to, i'm gonna be at 100 like any people that put god in like another color than themselves because i ain't gonna lie you know even if i if i was like a brown person my god would be brown just like me like i'm a yeah. god like god my skin your god should reflect yeah, you like my color of black it gotta be a reflection of gotta you. be a reflection of you i don't i like i'm not looking at it like oh god is just some pitch dark entity like god is me and then he, when i see my brother no, i see myself exactly. he's all of us so it's like but god has to be that good within you that essence of good that frequency of good you know what i mean and so i know damn well for sure and and this is, this is a good point that farcon brought up he, he said look I asked all of my, my my white America, is that if Jesus is black, would you still be a Christian? And he said, no, I'm not asking you to be funny. I, I want to know your answer. If Jesus were black, would you still be a Christian? Because he said that see, the reason that our people can take Jesus as white is because we wasn't worried about no race and no color. We wanted salvation. You know what I mean? Like we wanted we wanted salvation. We wanted freedom, justice, and equality. We wanted God to serve our best interests. So we weren't interested in his color. We was interested in what he could do for us by knowing him. You know what I mean? And so when you think about that, like we 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 were humble enough as a people to not even need God to be our color because we just wanted it to be real. Mm. Like that's a powerful thing. We want them to exist. Yeah. We, we wasn't even tripping like y'all bro i don't care you're black or white y'all just need some help man <laughs> uh yeah i mean whoever can get me out this situation like what's up yeah we like man at this point <laughs> like man, white you could be white but damn because who will get me off this plantation though so i mean i think about that like we we may we may look at our but people we still mentally slaves like, no real shit. We never and, left and, the plantation and our people were great because of that not weak because of that see so so yeah man that's 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 interesting it's very interesting because it's like we spent actually yeah like we never left the plantation no i mean we still here 
you know and, and i always tell people that's why i do mindset management because your mind is supposed to become your master and your body is becoming a slave and so when you learn how to master your mind and your body become a slave then you, you're good then but a lot of people are they have slave minds you know what i mean and they got slave bodies and they're no good for themselves they don't even know that they caught up in this cat system and this system of you know you're on the lower rungs of society and like in 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 caste systems like even in african cultures it's like the slaves were always the rebellion the revolutionaries because they had no power anybody that doesn't have no power will just should automatically revolt against those who have it Mm -hmm. it only makes sense you are the powerless but look at this though the people who have some power in the society are not the revolutionaries because they're not powerless. So when you look at the caste system of what we have celebrities and influencers and, 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 and rich people and things of that nature, they don't want the system to be destroyed because they have power within it. But it's the people without power, the poor class, that are the true revolutionaries because they don't have any. So of course they want to produce a great change. And so when when you have to ask yourself if, if you become rich and you become wealthy and you uh, achieve your goals and you get power, will you still have the same character to want the system to topple and change completely? Or will you be satisfied with your measure of power and not want the system to change? And that's an important question for us as a people to ask ourselves to move forward. You know what I mean, so yeah, just some good thoughts in there. It's a lot of good, thoughts. good thoughts, a lot, a lot of good thoughts, and I just wanted to, to, to speak more about like this music, man. Because, like I said, my name is Bashir, or aka Bashir Music, and um. Me and Jabril, we do have some things in the works when it comes to uh, a couple of songs that we did create. But we do need to get together and, and, and be within a, a real studio so we can create some more fire. Because I have a, my own personal album that I plan to release this year. Um, I, don't, I don't even have a title for it yet, but I have been in the lab crazy, going stupid um creating these songs but uh i wanted to do some things where me and my brother we actually collab on 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 a on a couple of tracks and really get some uh some really good music created and um because he currently in la i'm currently in atlanta and that's one of the reasons why we haven't made the jump just yet but there's no excuses behind it at this point because we can we can really make it happen and um, one of the th- one of the beautiful things about creating is it, is that it all comes from you know that inner deeper mind state. When you when you feel flow, when you feel uh, when you feel rhythm, when you feel music, it's and when it's coming from a place of love, like in your heart it really resonates when you speak out and you and you record into that mic. It's something about when you got a like when you got a direction you want to take 
and you have a love in your heart and you have a reason why that you're doing this, the sound, whatever it is that you created, it just comes off as so authentic and genuine and beautiful because it's coming from that pure sense and pure heart. And I know that once we create songs together, it's all gonna come to that, from that pure heart because we have an unconditional love for our people. And I know these are the type of songs we go, we go make them turned up like, like dope soulful tracks to where you just feel like it's gonna it's gonna be like Kanye in a in in a in a O four an O four Kanye like that. It's gonna be that graduation, like it's gonna have that feel to it, like moving it and you it's, it's just gonna be powerful. I know it. I feel it. What was one of Bro, what was one of your favorite tracks that that I created? Um, sure. I think um, Rage was one of my favorite ones. Yeah, Rage was. I remember you played that thing like stupid. Yeah, Rage was a hit. That was a hit hit. Yeah, it was. But we got a lot more on the way. I'm on the way. Well, that's up to you, my good brother, and I appreciate having you on the podcast. So, you know what I mean? I need you to help make a Year of the Key song, and let's make it happen. You say what? A Year of the Key song, so let's make it happen. Well, man, let's make it happen. All right, all right. So, uh, I'll send you some instructions when I get off this to make it happen. Yeah, um, yeah so to tap out with everybody, yeah, my name is Bashir. B-A-S-H-E-E-R um, Music on Instagram, Twitter uh, And also my own podcast As well on here um, Streaming everywhere Anchor, whatever you want to listen off of You can um, follow me on there And uh, I'm checking out Alright, peace Peace and blessings, man Thank you for being a part of this show I hope the people were inspired I hope the people got some, some insight I hope the people listened, learned I hope that, you know, this was this communication was good food For your soul You know what I'm talking about? We tapped in 19 Keys with Bashir Music And make sure y'all please follow him Support the music This is my brother, you know what I mean? And we tapped in You're the key. Peace Peace Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.